Now to women's soccer, and honestly, with some of the recent history with their NCAA tournament bracketing and women's basketball, you're geared up for something unfair to happen. Not yesterday. In fact, the only thing unfair that happened is for the second straight year, the bracket reveal show on NCAA.com got leaked out. And so it was supposed to be 4.30, and the team knew their draw around 4 o'clock, which... Anyway, that's a different story. The point is the draw is good for the Bulls. They are hosting a first-round game. It's not going to be an easy game. We'll tell you about NC State in a second. They are hosting. So what I said yesterday about the loss in penalty kicks to Memphis, as painful as it was, really all that it meant was a trophy for Memphis. And, of course, that's a big deal. But the result did not hurt the Bulls. They got the perfect draw as far as what they deserved. They are ranked around 20 in the country. They got, in effect, a five seed. Now, when it comes to the NCAA women's soccer bracket, they only give seeds to the top four teams in each region. And the number one overall seed in the country is Florida State. And right when they were the first, of course, team in the bracket, it became instant. What was the next line going to read? Not FSU's opponent, which was South Alabama. But if the Bulls were on the next matchup, in other words, a potential second-round game against FSU, that would have meant the loss in the AAC finals actually did hurt them because that means they would have been considered an 8-9 game participant, which means you're ranked around 30. But they are actually a third-round potential opponent at FSU, which means, yeah, just look at the matchups. They are the fifth seed in their region. So it didn't hurt them. It was considered a tie by the NCAA, which is the official designation for any postseason game that actually goes to penalty kicks. It's officially a tie, and then whoever wins the penalty kicks advances. So that's the good news. Even if the Bulls had won in penalty kicks, I don't think their draw would have been any different. And their draw has them starting off at home at Corbett Soccer Stadium Sunday at 1 o'clock. And, of course, we'll have the broadcast for you on USF Bulls Unlimited. That was the only small bummer for me is the fact that I will be with women's basketball traveling to Knoxville on Sunday. Remember, they play the Tennessee Volunteers next Monday night. But Ryan Urquhart, who does the games for ESPN+, Plus, it's not an ESPN Plus situation once it comes to the postseason, so he will be available to call the action for you. NC State, of course, we'll talk more about them later in the week. 8-8-2, eight, eight and two, but a really, really strong team. You look at their record... Just think LSU, a team that the Bulls lost to late in regulation, ended up with not a great-looking overall record. In fact, ended up ninth in the SEC. Similarly, NC State didn't even make the AAC tournament because they reduced that thing to six teams. But they have recently beat both Duke and North Carolina. And those teams, Duke and North Carolina, ended up getting one and two seeds. So this is a team that played a very strong schedule has a very talented top scorer, and the Bulls know all of this. In fact, I got to witness assistant coach Yvonne Lopez already calling up NC State video, I mean, within 20 minutes, so they are going to be ready for the Wolfpack, and of course, we'll talk more about the matchup later on in the week. If the Bulls win, they will go to Tallahassee, which again was fair in this circumstance. It hasn't always been in the past. I remember when women's basketball in 2018 could have been a host, should have been a host, instead was made a sixth seed, which was ridiculous. But the only reason they were was because Florida State was a three seed and they got sent to Tallahassee. Well, this actually made sense if you look at the bracket. And they will play, if they win, the winner between Pepperdine and South Dakota State. We won't worry about those teams until next week. We don't want to assume anything. And then the third round potential opponent would be FSU, which, by the way, could play 
SMU in the second round. SMU plays host to Texas. That was the cool thing. The three American Athletic Conference teams that got in are all hosting in the first round. Memphis is taking on LSU, but that's another example of what I'm talking about. If Memphis wins, the Tigers will get Duke next. So basically, Memphis is considered an 8-9 game. Again, that result in the conference final, as much as it hurt, did not hurt the Bulls at all, and it did not help the Tigers really at all as far as where they were seated. Incidentally, Houston did not get in, but still three teams from the conference. And if you look at it, the Bulls officially only lost three games, all to teams that made the NCAA tournament. By the way, Tennessee got a three seed. LSU did get in, and the other loss would have been to SMU, which the Bulls avenged in the conference semifinals. So here are Sidney Nacella with Cheyenne Dennis, followed by the head coach, Denise Schilty-Brown. Sidney, let's start with you. I assume that you guys are pretty confident. What was your outlook? Yeah, I mean, we don't really care about the opponent. Everything's always kind of about us and, and our own individual. It's always good to play at Corbett. I think it's one of the best stadiums in the country with our own fans, so I think it's a plus for us. Um, Cheyenne, same thing. I mean, you guys probably earned to be able to be one of the teams that are hosting. What do you think? Yeah, same as Sid said, just a follow-up. We don't, we don't really think about the opponent. It's just another opponent. It's more like about how we play and how we come out. Um, but we're excited for sure. You guys are playing well. Of course, yesterday, in my opinion, against Memphis, it was an even game. Even games go to penalty kicks. Was there stuff that happened during the match that you think, okay, if we have a similar outing in the NCAA tournament, we need to improve this? Yeah, I think it's been a struggle all year in, in our finishing. Uh, we just need to be more clinical in the box. We're creating great opportunities, and we're just not putting it on the scoreboard. Um, so that definitely needs to change if we're going to make the run that we see for this team. I know you would agree with this. I'll just, and I thought against a team that's so used to controlling things offensively, you guys on defense did great. How do you think that back is playing right now? Um... Well, I think our defense is performing, and I think that's what's going to be the most important as we go through uh, to the NCAA tournament. Like, if you don't allow teams to score, then the worst-case scenario, you go to PKs, you know what I mean? But I think we're performing well, Viv, Lucy, myself, um, Paula, everyone in the back line. I think we just need to keep it up, and we'll be okay. Let me ask about Emily, because she's been playing more back there as well, and, of course, in the midfield role. I think she's been a key to you guys this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think for her, a freshman coming in and making such an impact, when she finally did get the chance to come in and play, I think says a lot about her and a lot about her patience and growth um, just and patience just like waiting in to till she got her shot. But she's, she's good. She's a good player. I hate to say this. I hate to ask you about the game yesterday a little bit. It was so fresh that I just had to leave. I had to get out of there. So what did you think? Are you guys okay? Everyone's concerned. You know, maybe you're a little bit down, but I know you guys are looking forward. Oh, yeah. We're not going to dwell on it. It's a growing opportunity every time you lose games like that. And, and we lost the end of the game. We didn't lose the game. We lost We lost PKs. We lost the penalty shootout. Um, so that's not something we're going to drop our heads about. We're going to perhaps practice our PKs and then go on. And hopefully we don't even have to get to that point again. That was going to be my suggestion. What about you, Cheyenne, moving on from the, yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think... It, it was like you said. It was an even matchup. We had opportunities. They had opportunities. And at the end of the um, game, real game time, it just came down to PKs. And like Sid said, we just need to work on our PKs. <laughs> I guess. And, and then last thing, uh, you guys have gone down the show before, namely going to Tallahassee. Of course, you got to win your first game first. But considering what happened last time, uh, do you get a, a vibe like, okay, we can go back and maybe improve upon that? Because I know this is your last go around. Yeah, I think right now our focus is completely on NC State, and we're not really looking ahead to any other opponent. And when we get there, we'll discuss the winner of Pepperdine and South Dakota, and then the winner, if, if we see Florida State in the third round, then that's who we see. I think the last couple of years that we played Florida State, we competed. Uh, we lost on 
a goal late in the game. We've scored both, uh, first each time we've played them. But again, our focus right now is all about NC State. And I'll look at the bracket and tell you that SMU could actually take them down first. So the point is, I guess, the real question overall, how far do you think you guys can go and what's it going to take to get there, Cheyenne? Yeah, as far as we want at the end of the day. So as far as we put our, set our minds to and just go out there and compete. Um, and that's all it comes down to. Love it, guys. Best of luck. Appreciate yeah. it. I like running into you like this, Denise Shilty Brown. Um, not so much after what happened yesterday, but what was announced today. First of all, I know we're moving ahead, but um, for me, a result against Memphis like that, it was an even game pretty much and just had to be decided somewhat. Yeah, I mean, I felt like we had the run of play. We were had the majority of the possession, created some opportunities, not as many as we would have liked. Um, you know, I think we were focused on the way we wanted to play, but not in the final third. And we sh we could have created more opportunities and unfortunately went to PKs and uh, we obviously were not prepared for that. <laughs> Talk to the girls. They said next time they will be prepared, which is good. Hopefully we don't have to worry about that. But it looked like the committee took it as a tie, took it as a, a result that didn't hinder you guys because of your draw being at home. I think that's the message. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it goes down as a tie. And, you know, we had a good RPI already. So I think, you know, this is what we were hoping for. We're excited about the NCAA tournament. It's going to be good. I see your assistant's already looking at NC State. How cool is that? I mean, you, you have a pretty good staff, right? It's not just you just going out there doing things. You have a good support staff. No, we're it's an amazing group, and we work really well together um, all the way through. Like, my strength coach, my trainer, academic advisor, and, of course, my immediate staff is, is excellent. So I don't think you get this far and have as much success as we have had over the years without having an incredible team. And then looking at the conference, I mean, Memphis and SMU are both getting to host. It, it seems to I me know. that that was a pretty good message that you guys uh, play in a good league this year. Yeah, so excited for the conference. I mean, I think we've earned it. The, everybody played so well. You know, sad for Houston because I think their body of work was really good and that they had a good chance of getting it in. I know they were considered, um, but excited that SMU gets to host Memphis and us. That's, that's a great message for our conference. And then last thing, uh, you know, maybe get one day off and then get right back to work. What's this week like getting ready for a Sunday matchup? You know, we try to keep our rhythm. So Tuesdays are our days off, so that's normal. And then we do play on Sunday, so it's just, yeah, it's back to work. All right, let's get to work. Thanks a lot. All right, go Bulls. Incidentally, Emily Lashmeri is the player that I mentioned to Cheyenne Dennis, one of the many, many key members of this team, and we'll get more into their season. I'm sure we'll replay plenty of their games leading up to that Sunday broadcast. I want to thank all those ladies for joining me. That was a pretty cool event. To be a part of the NCAA tournament actually begins on Friday with the Bulls playing Sunday afternoon. The final player of the week honors came out on the men's soccer side of things. And this is not unprecedented. Actually, the offensive player of the week was shared. And neither of the two players were on Tulsa SMU or UCF. How cool was that? Maxi Galizzi, who had two goals, including the bicycle kick for Memphis in their stunning win. The Tigers beat SMU 4-1. to to get into the conference tournament, the Bulls needed SMU to win. Mustangs actually slipped to the fourth seed due to that loss and probably now have to beat the one seed, Tulsa, and host on Wednesday to make the NCAA tournament. As we talked about on Around the American, if Tulsa wins that conference tournament, the league might just get one team, although I think if UCF beats Memphis in the semifinal, those would be your two teams. So it's really kind of up in the air when it comes to the men's soccer side of things. But back to the Bulls. Galizzi was co-offensive player of the week along with Enrique Galina. Three minutes in, great corner kick by Galina, and it goes straight in! That is a goal for the senior straight off the corner kick. The amazing thing is the wind is blowing away from the goal, so somehow he battled that and got it in. That was as good of a corner kick, and I'm pretty sure he tried to score it, 
that you ever going to see. Yeah, I believe it was O'Leary, the young man who absolutely practically caught that ball. So none other than Enrique Galina is going to try and make it three to one, and what a rip! He has become the free kick taker for the Bulls, and now we know he's the penalty kick taker. And the senior gets his second goal of the night. One of his fellow seniors, Kazuna Takase, is going to sprint from his goal all the way to the other end. 120 yards to say, good job, young man, and it's 3-1. to one. Arena just went for power. He also placed it low and to the left, but you will not see many more powerfully struck penalty kicks. What a way to go out. Enrique had seven shots on target, almost had a hat trick, but two goals to end your career with a career-high five goals for the season and co-offensive player of the week.